Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. brand new, like Pepsi, that's a brand name, I stand behind it, I guarantee it, they know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills, <laughs> what I'm right? talking about is, when you chop my dope down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's your girl D. Scott on this very short and sweet November 1st, uh, 2016, Tell the Truth Tuesday. So just real quick, I was going to do a show on a completely different fucking topic. And then I was driving down the street coming from running errands, and one of the girls I knew from high school, she didn't go to my school. She, you know, hey, sis, and whenever they say sis, you already know it's about to be something to do with business or a favor or something. So she tells me, you know, I started this women's ministry, and I'm like, here we go. Here we go. So um, she's talking about, you know, that this was what she was called to do, and could I come in and tell my story? I said, have you read the book, the first one, Stay in Your Lane, Diary of a Hot Mess, available on Amazon and Kindle? Um, She says, no, but I've heard about other people that read your book, that particular book, and they won't let me borrow it because they want to keep it. They want to, you know, make sure that they keep the book and they think I ain't going to give it back. So I'm like, well, damn, you know, I said, well, I can get you a copy. And I tell people all the time, sometimes I give away more books than, you know, I I put it this way. I give away as many books as I sell. So if I sell so many, then I can give away so many. Because it wasn't about the money with the books. It was about the message. So she wanted me to come this weekend and give testimony, which I call Read My Story, in a non-church-like setting. And... She was saying that how she was discouraged by elders and other members in the community, religious-wise, that didn't want to hear about a women's ministry, didn't want to talk about the issues that were going on in our communities, didn't want to, and especially in our area, it's very small, the 716 is, you know, if you don't know somebody, you probably know their family, so on and so forth. So you have a situation where this young lady wants me to come and speak. And the first thing I'm going to come and speak about is the fact that, you know, when you're dealing with mental health issues and things of such, God isn't the only answer. It's not just God that is doing this to you, you know. It's not just God that is causing all these problems and, you know, you having mental instability. That's not just God. You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes it's a definite chemical situation, you know, and sometimes in addition to God or whatever entity you believe in, you need to some type of medication or some counseling. And so we, especially in the black community, we shun that, which, you know, it it shouldn't be. And I also um, 
was talking about the fact that, and I wanted to allude to the fact that once I was on a show on another on another radio show, another radio program, and there was two gentlemen on the call, one female, and then there was myself. So it was two and two. And one of the gentlemen, I didn't realize that he was a preacher. By the end of the conversation, he was motherfucking me, you're a devil woman, you're a bitch, like all this other crazy shit. Now, this is coming from somebody that was just quoting Ezekiel and everything else. So my thoughts on the church and being raised in the church, you know, Baptist church, we weren't Kojic, but definitely, you know, in church three, four days a week. My son was born into the church. I went to one of the largest corporate churches in America. We went to Without Walls Incorporated down in Tampa. Then we went, I started going to Love First Christian after that structure collapsed. So all that Joel Osteen and and T.D. Jakes and all that other stuff, Noel Jones, Bishop Noel Jones, those were my bishops at my specific church. So imagine the magnitude of how big my church was when we were just in the Canada Dry Building in Tampa. So, and we're down the street from strip clubs, so on and so forth. They had a strip club ministry. They had all types of stuff, couples ministry, marriage ministry. They had basketball courts. And then, you know, man took over because my uncle, who I'm very close with, um, well, not just one of my uncles, several of my uncles are preachers in in different states, one of them in Alabama, the other one in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. And um, he used to always tell me, he used to say, no matter what, before I'm anything, I'm a man. You know what I mean? So you, you, you can't hold people to certain speculation or qualifications, and they're not qualified to be that. They're not God. These preachers are not God. But it also goes into the Preachers of L.A. situation where you see Dietrich Hatton. Now, I only know Dietrich as the other part of Dietrich and Demita, which that was his wife. And then two seconds later, you see that he's got this other girl pregnant. And then you could try to fucking wishy-wash it all the fuck you want to. You was cheating. The girl got pregnant. You divorced your wife. It was too soon. Adrian Bailon and uh, Houghton, what's his name? Israel Houghton. Okay. I don't know if he's any relation to Aaliyah. I'm assuming so. Very big musical family. Um Adrian Bailon, who was with the uh, not the Pussycat Dolls, the uh, the Cheetah Girls, who is now uh, on the View, I believe it is. She left one relationship. He's getting out of uh, he's getting out of another relationship. Literally, wasn't even divorced that long, and then they started dating. Now, you could do. He literally just got divorced in 2016, and now he's remarrying. Uh, you know, I don't know. Too soon. Probably, you know, his net worth is $8 million, um, you know, and, 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 and I love his music. It's just um, you, you left your wife of 20 years, you know what I'm saying? It, it swirled around that they were cheating, and, you know, he lost his job at the Joel Osteen situation in March. So you got to kind of look at these things and say, you know what, no matter what, these are still human beings, these are still men. So. For me, I don't care what you do. I'm not the type of person that's going to sit there and and, and preach. I don't preach. I believe that everybody has their problems. But I believe that just like we're acknowledging angels, we have to acknowledge these demons. Because remember, Lucifer, I mean, if you really want to get biblical, and we can go there because I'm versed in that as well. I just don't tell you all that because that's not how I lead. Um, Lucifer, Lucifer was an angel too, one of the prettiest ones. You know, what was his method? His method was music. You know, so when people say Lucifer, just even within and of itself, you're still calling him by his angel name. You know, so we're going to, you know, angels are spirits too. when people say, oh, this person speaks to my spirit. 
you got to be careful with that because demons are spirits too. So a lot of people come to me with a lot of these supernatural incidences that happened. I had, you know, a friend of mine tell me today about a dream he had um, with water, you know, and that he was driving down the street and just two sides of water were coming in towards him. And, you know, he was fearful that it was going to get to his daughter and things of such. And in my world, in the psychological realm as well, in the spiritual realm, overflowing of water is emotion. And this is a, a gentleman that is not emotional at all. He holds everything in. He's he's very manly. He just, you know, it, it, you know, and so I have to explain that. And it's funny because people always find their way to me when it comes to issues with spirituality and issues with religion and issues with it. Was this okay? Was this appropriate? One of my, um, one of my very good, uh, people from this area that is very versed and very well uh, educated in religion, Ashley, been married. She's from this area. She lives outside the area right now. We have an arranged marriage for our children. (laughs) Um, She was talking about something the other day where she was like, you know, we always, you know, in the Christian world, not me, but in the Christian world, they'll say things like karma is going to get you. And what people don't understand is that karma is not of Christian origin. It's not. It's Hindu. It's it's all these other things, but it has a demonic connotation to it. So here you are regurgitating fucking information that you don't even know where the fucking word came from. You know, so she was like, wow, I had to stop saying that, you know. So I, I'm very excited to go to this meeting because my calling was never – you know, anything to do with religion. I don't think that I will be suited as any preacher's wife anytime soon. That's not um, what what I do. But I can tell you that when when I started seeing that people were starting to respond to the way I spoke about mental health and the way I spoke about my neighborhood and the way I spoke about how I grew up, that to me was a direct sign that, no, you don't have to, you know, some people, 25,000, you know, followers and, t- you know, Five million views. These are things that don't put money in my pocket, so I don't really give a fuck about them. You know, that's great. Like if that's what you do, and you know, I would never shun twenty five thousand followers. But if twenty five thousand followers didn't give me twenty five thousand dollars, I really don't care. It's just the fucking internet. You know, we all have something to sell or something to say on the internet. But can you translate that into money? If we can't translate that into money, then it really doesn't mean anything. It just means that you got to watch what you're saying because you're just affecting a larger audience. And just because my followers might be 1,200, 1,500, whatever, whatever, doesn't mean that there's not three people, 3,000 people a day that's going on there stealing memes. Some of the shit that I say has been turned into memes, and people will tag me and be like, did you say this? I'm like, I probably fucking did. I, I'm pretty sure I did. So for a while, my page was private. So... <clears throat> To get this this conversation about this female, and she's got her calling, um, one of the things that I want to talk about in a non-religious sense when we get to this meeting, because I am going to go, um, is about the fact that you can't force religion down people's throats. You can't, because we've all sinned. You know what I'm saying? We've all sinned. We've all been product or, you know, notion to side kids and what your uncle did and people touching on kids and things like that. So my stance, as always, is going to be what are we going to do to make it better for our neighborhood, to make it better for our children, and to make it better for our area. So I'm very excited about being able to go into a religious realm and just be honest because y'all know y'all not going to get nothing from me but the honest to God's truth. And I'm going to talk about the hypocrisy within the church, within specific um, situations. Uh, 
that I feel deter people from going and hearing the word of God if that's what they're into or from going to church because there's been so many mishaps in that. So my choice for today is that if you have a calling, it's the thing that keeps popping up. It's the thing that you to do, want you to do all the time, and it's the thing that effortlessly you're able to do. For me, it's writing. You know, for me, it's speaking to youth sometimes, you know, or just being honest about something. You know, you want to know, does your hair look fucked up? Ask Denise. You know, you want to know if you look fat in those pants? Ask Denise. Because of my vanity, obviously, I'm, I'm cognizant of what's going on with you. So I wanted to leave the show. I, I, like I said, originally I was going to do the show about something completely different, but this literally just happened like an hour ago. And I think that it's going to be a great alliance if I'm able to go in there and talk to these women and these young women about the surgeons of the fact that we don't have a lot of mothers. From the age of 28 to 38, something fucking happened. Like there's a, a, a falling off of, of men raising their daughters and their sons and of women raising their daughters and their sons. And even though I'm not that much older than the 38-year-old crowd, I still had both parents, and I knew that one of them was going to fuck me up if I didn't do what, what needed to be done, you know, in the proper way. So, guys, as usual, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back on Manic Monday. Like I said, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start having our guests back on the show. I'm excited about that. Celebrity the Prince, um, my HIV-positive um, guest, he'll be back on the show. You know, the gentleman I spoke about yesterday, they call Zaddy. He'll be on the show. So we're we're getting everything lined up for you guys while I'm able to you know, do my calling, which is the writing portion of my life. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. I read all your emails, everything, and I just want to say thank you because it means a lot to me that I'm affecting you, and sometimes you guys are affecting me. So here I am, D. Scott. I'm out.